Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It's another edition of the Odds Makers presented by Superbook Sports. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, joined by the Odds Makers themselves, Jay Cornegay and John Murray, who are here after a couple of weeks of the holidays. How was it, guys? How was New Year's Eve? How was your weekend? It was busy. A lot of uh, festivities going on around here. Met up with a lot of uh, great guests that we have, you know, coming in here throughout the entire year, actually. Mm. They came in and um, celebrated the new year with us. So quite a few celebrations. You guys big New Year's guys? Like, do you like to stay up, count down, do all that kind mm. of stuff? Sure. John? <laughs> no, New Year's is the stupidest holiday of the year. <laughs> this I mean, is... It's, it's so dumb. This is a, a unified front, then. I think New yeah. Year's is one of the most useless holidays. And, uh, like, it's, all, right. it's amateur hour, too. Every moron's out there. And they're behaving foolishly. Right. Yes. No. New Year's, is, New Year's is the worst. Well, out in the street, they are. Not in these parties. Oh, no. Yeah, the parties I mean, are I'm, I'm, I'm more ref- sophisticated uh, that's than true. that. That's true. I'm referring to the strip. Yeah. That is true. The, I'm, I'm referring yeah. to the strip. You're right. How many times have you been out on the strip? Twice. How long you lived here? Uh, I moved here in 2007. You? We're talking about total? Like, ever been yeah. to the strip? No, he's saying no, for, no, New no, Year's, no, for New Year's. Oh, yeah. never. Never been there. Really? It totally yeah. sucks. How long have you been here? Uh, since I was two. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, That's crazy. Yeah. I've never had any any desire to experience. You know what? I've done it three times. I just realized that there was okay. a third one in there. Now, Fremont Street's yeah. another thing. But yeah, the strip? No. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. All right. From an action standpoint, week 17 overall, positive, negative, just about in the middle, nothing notable in terms of the results in the National Football League. It was kind of up and down. Yeah. I mean, we had some a mixture of results here. Uh, you know, some days, I mean, over the past weekend, the holiday weekend, we had some fair days and uh, break-even days. I don't think there's anything notable there. No? Right. We had no. The, I think we had the biggest crowd we've had at the Superbook since March Madness for that Niners-Raiders game. For that uh, it was pandemonium in here. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, yeah. A, that's a vocal fan base, San Francisco. I was somewhere else in town. and it was there was wild. Yeah, there was a lot of people out for that game as well. I thought that was really weird um, how packed it was. On yeah, we were not ready for that at all. Uh, we, I mean, this, is like, this was a bigger crowd than we had for week one of the NFL. You think? Absolutely. It, it was nuts. Just during that game. In the morning, it was quiet. It wasn't like there weren't huge lines at 10 a.m., but for that for that game, San Francisco and the Raiders, uh, the fans were jawing with one another. John, it was quite a scene in here. Yeah. It was yeah, fun. I I know some uh, season season ticket holders, and they said that the fan base that represented the 49ers on Sunday was the biggest of all season all season long. It was crazy. They said, you know what? And they didn't report any scuffles. <laughs> we were concerned about that, right. then, but. Uh, I guess both sides were well-behaved, so good for them. So, uh, obviously, one of the bigger topics uh, of the weekend, the unfortunate incident on Monday Night Football. Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, suffers cardiac arrest on the field. Uh, the game is ultimately canceled, postponed. Uh, our sympathies, I think, speak for everybody here on the Ozmakers and for Superbook Sports, uh, go out to DeMar's family and him, of course. And the positive news is that he is trending in the right direction, showing signs of improvement, and that is always a very good, very good sign. Um, from the sports betting perspective, 
I think it's important to talk about the ripple effects of what happened on Monday night and from your perspective, guys, when it comes to house rules and how you handle what happens on Monday night when it comes to an event like that uh, being canceled. So I'll give it to you, Jay or John. Uh, when that event happens and we know this game is not going to be played, the Superbook house rules are what? Well, uh, over the years, you know, we've been in the business for over 30 years. I, you know, I speak for myself, and these rules have been formatted for you know over three decades. So we've had some unfortunate situations that have taken place during the course of those you know three decades. We've had a lot of weather-related issues. Uh, you know, wildfires, hurricanes that have either canceled or postponed games. And so we haven't really experienced anything like this before. This was very scary. This is a, a young man's life, you know, that uh, was, was on the line here. And, and it really did hit us hard. I mean, it really did on both sides of the counter. It was very somber for all of us. And uh, we were, you know, thinking first, you know, about his health and his, his recovery and wanted him to recover as fast as and as soon as possible. It wasn't until really the next day that we were thinking, okay, what are we going to do with all this? But we already had the rules in place. Mm -hmm. The rules were there. And according to our house rules, which we always tell everybody, you know, sports books rules vary by book. And so you always have to check with your local book. For us, like many others, a football game must be played within eight days for action. So um, we knew that if they weren't going to play it the very next night, that uh, all the bets related to this game were going to be refunded. That's side, that's total, that's player props, things of that nature, for Monday Night Football uh, being refunded. Now, there are ramifications when it comes to the Super Contest. We can go over that uh, when we recap and go over what the leader is uh, looking at here in the final week of it. But for now, house rules. And house rules are very important I, as a better. Got to keep track of it. As you said, uh, Jay, there are different ones throughout. I had bets on this game that are being handled differently on different books and different apps uh, than what Superbook's doing. So for betters out there, it's always very important. Make sure you know your house rules when it comes to anything uh, when, it talks, when it comes to betting. So with that, the NFL uh, does move on. We do have another week of action coming up, and it is the final week, so far as we know, of the regular season, uh, week 18. So let's get into this, and we'll start at the top because it's an important game, and you guys were talking about the Raiders. The Raiders have another home game and gets bumped to Saturday. They're going to play host to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs still have a lot. This is the cool part about this week is a lot of these teams do have a lot on the line. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs still have not clinched a number one seed in the AFC, and that is still up in the air. They still have something to play for here. So I'll ask you guys uh, where you're at with this game so far in terms of action and if you have seen anything in terms of action on this up to this point. You're just going to have all these money line parlays and teasers with Kansas City. Yeah, we opened nine and a half. It dropped down to seven and a half, and we did take some sharp action at seven and a half, brought it back up to nine and a half. But uh, I looked at it right before we came out. I was like, I was kind of surprised. We had 92% of the tickets were for entertainment purposes only. Mm. I don't want anybody to get upset with me giving out breakdowns. 92% uh, of the tickets on the Raiders. So it looks like the public uh, is... Uh, Buying into Jared Stidham? A little bit. I think so. I think... You know, that game was such a high-profile game. Many eyes were on it, and you got to admit, he did look pretty decent out there, and they have nothing to lose on Saturday. I think they're going to be very relaxed. I think the crowd will be fired up. I'm sure there'll be a lot of Chiefs fans as well, but he looked pretty good. You know, this is a, what, four-year, fifth-year man? Um Came out of the Patriots organization, you know, Baylor, Auburn. Offense, yeah. yeah, he looked pretty solid. So, um, Swimmer? I, 
What? Swimmer, right? Swimmer. Allegedly. I thought it was a diver. Or a diver. Which one was it? Which Jay alleged it's last diver. for those who don't know, Jay last week alleged that Jared Stedham was some sort of near Olympic swimmer, and we could find yeah. no evidence of that at all. That's fake news. You know, he, he, he was doing that against San Francisco's defense. I think that's Very important true. to remember. I mean, San Francisco yeah. is way right. better defensively than Kansas City. If he can do that against the 49ers, it'll be interesting. I can see why people are betting the Raiders, John, because mm-hmm. every Raider home game is like incredible and it goes down to the last play and there's all kinds of wacky scenarios at the end. Did the Raiders ever play a boring game? Doesn't seem like it. They always have these crazy endings, crazy football games, so mm-hmm. I can see why you'd want to take nine and a half points. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know if this was scheduled on Saturday the entire season, or did they no, just move that? No. They announced that on the so yeah, Sunday. week eighteen is pretty much open, and then right. they, you know the two was it two games on Saturdays, mm-hmm. right, and then the rest of the slate on Sunday. So they moved the pieces around okay. to see fit for the narrative. So all the Kansas about... City fans had to change their flights and do yeah, all that stuff because much. yeah, okay. We should talk about that. We should talk about how the NFL totally screwed Seattle okay. by having them play like the Lions Packers game is the night game. Mm. So if Seattle beats the Rams, now the Lions know they're eliminated before the game even starts. Where the Lions game should be running at the same time as the Seattle game. Exactly. It's totally unfair to the Seahawks. It's great for Green Bay. Uh I, I think that's ridiculous, John. So the th- I'm outraged. So you're outraged. So the thought is is that by the time we get to Sunday night, the Lions would not have uh, anything to play for, correct? Well they will correct. if Seattle beats the Rams, right. Detroit will be eliminated from unless the NFL knows something we don't, which wouldn't surprise I, me. I mean, I don't think the NFL knows anything we don't. Okay. I think the NFL did it right because I think if there is one guy who's psychotic enough to get a team that has nothing to play for to play a game at the end of the season mm-hmm. in prime time it's hardest. It would be Dan Campbell in the fight. Oh, I, I think that the Lions are going to try. Right. I, I regard, even if they're out, I, I don't think Dan Campbell and that team is going to stop trying. I don't think that at all. I still think it's unfair to Seattle. Yes. Because it's not the same. No matter what you say, it's not the same as the Lions saying, if we win, we can make the playoffs. Right. I mean, it's kind of human nature, though. If, I mean, you're playing at 125, and you, you're hoping that uh, you know the Seahawks go down, and then you have a chance to get to the playoffs, and that's mm-hmm. what they've been talking about in Detroit all season long, about mm-hmm. making the playoffs. You find out about an hour before kickoff. Nope, we have no chance. Do I expect them to go out there and play hard? Somewhat, but that does punch you in the gut a little bit. It it's has like, to. oh my gosh, that's, that, I don't know. The effort would be the same. You, you got to think that the effort's got to be. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the the line's going to go up, right? The line so, will go up. Oh, it's it will, four and a half. It will go gonna, up to six or six a, and a half. What yes. an outrage! This is actually. <laughs> So this is my t- this I can't. I'm glad you brought this up because this yeah. is going to be my question when we talked about it. So we're just going to go straight to it. What is the point spread value of motivation? Because we see it every single year this week, right? And you said it, Jay. And I was gonna. I had it written down to ask you guys if the Lions were eliminated, where was this line going to get to for Sunday night? What would the market deem the point spread value to motivation? Because I always think these games are fascinating, right? It's always shaded to the team that's got to win for whatever reason it is. Mm-hmm. You can't really. I know you guys can't really really put a number to it. But it does speak to the fact that, like, every time we see this, and I tend to kind of look as a personal, like, as a better, the other way, because I think the market kind of overvalues what motivation is worth. I think the general public definitely right? <laughs> overvalues that. I mean, they always look through these week 17, week 18 lines and say, oh, this is a must-win situation. But we've seen it so many times, those teams going down, even at home. You know, I know the Lions have a little distaste for the Packers. I think there's a there's a little motivation there. I think it's a little different for them to be in Green Bay. If they were in Carolina and they really didn't care, but I think they'll probably have some motivation to just beat the Packers. Or even, 
would they be able to knock out the Packers? Yeah. 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 I, think they, that, they would, I think that's great. motivation. They would get yeah. Seattle in. No, in this scenario, they would get Seattle into the playoffs. Well, there you go. Seattle wins. Yeah. If Seattle loses, then they would get themselves into the playoffs okay. and win. Gotcha. That's why the games should be going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's also, look, it's the for the Detroit Lions, and we're talking about this game, so you might as well be like we are talking about it. The Green Bay Packers now at this point, as of today here at the Superbook, uh, are I'm looking at four and a half of the total of 49. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where we're at with this game. There is motivation for Detroit, too, I would say. First winning season since 2017, right? Like little things like that. They would the ability to knock out the Green Bay Packers from the playoffs. Those, sure. you know, eliminate my Super Bowl ticket on the Green Bay Packers. I think everybody would be very upset about that, too, you know? I'd feel, I'd be worried about you, yeah. John. I mean, the Lions have potential, you know, yeah. to go out there, and especially the way they play. They play this loosey-goosey passing game. They throw it all over Lucy the field. Goosey. Yeah, Goff just throws it all around. I mean, he's been on fire. I, I, I don't know. He hasn't thrown an interception in, like, eight games or something like that. But he's looked terrific, even on his last road game. Surprisingly, he he did pretty good. So, but you got to take it a little bit away. So that's why it's four and a half now. If the Seahawks win, it'd probably go up to five and a half, six, something like that. All right, let's go to the uh, primetime game Saturday night. How about this? The AFC South gets center stage. Jacksonville Jaguars playing host to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, interesting scenario. Now, first off, as we know, Joshua Dobbs is going to start for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the winner gets the AFC South. Jacksonville can actually lose this game and still make it into the postseason. So. If they lose, they are not eliminated 100%, but it's a pretty simple scenario for them. Jacksonville, six at the Superbook with a total of 40. How popular, I laughed. How popular is this game going to be on Saturday night? This is a 5.15 p.m. Pacific time kick. This should be played on Thursday. (laughs) This feels like a Thursday night alternate color scheme game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When both teams are, like, dreadful. I kind of wish it was that. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, we, we don't have one this week. I wish yeah. we did, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This, you know, it's obviously a, a very unappealing game for most. Um, very exciting for the Tennessee and Jacksonville fans. We opened six, got up to seven. We took some sharp money at plus seven. Henry took a last week off. I just don't know if they have it in them with Dobbs back there. That's the big difference, you know, for me looking at this game. Probably a bigger drop off than we realized with Tannehill being out. You know, I know Tannehill doesn't get a lot of credit, but Malik Willis at this point is not, he can't possibly play in the NFL. And Dobbs is not an NFL starting quarterback. So it, it really hurts Tennessee more than we really thought it would. I mean, I don't, I don't really like Tannehill much, but compared to the other two options they have, I mean, it's, it's a huge difference. Yeah. Eight men in the box. I mean, that's what you have to do right here. Just stop Henry and then force Dobbs to make some of those throws and I just don't see it happening. Would you like my conspiracy theory on this? Yes, let's, let's hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Tennessee Titans spent a second getting ready for the Dallas Cowboys. I think they have spent the last two weeks game planning for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, if you look at the last two drives against Dallas on the Thursday night, they quit. Right? They, were, they, were, they didn't care and on the last drive, they, had to, they weren't even calling timeouts. They just wanted to get out of there. They benched guys. I think they were using these last two weeks all to get ready for Jacksonville and Josh Dobbs is going to look They should have been. Right. They, that would be the smart thing to do. And Vrabel did the smart thing already, right? Step one, which was resting the important guys yeah. against the Dallas Cowboys to get ready for this game. I mm-hmm. think Vra- we know Vrabel's really smart. I think yeah. what these last two weeks have been all about for Dallas, for Tennessee, is getting ready for Jacksonville. Tennessee hasn't played well in like five weeks. That is Not very just true. Two weeks. That is very, that's why you need two yeah. weeks to get ready. Okay. That's <laughs> why. No, no, Tennessee has looked lousy for a while now. And Jacksonville, I was a little surprised the way Jacksonville handled the game last Sunday. I mean, you mean playing Trevor Lawrence for two yeah. and a half quarters? It was a little surprising. They Obviously, they worked out okay for them, but it was questionable. 
I can see why the sharp money's on the dog there, John. Yep. All right, let's go to an AFC East matchup. Uh, the New York Jets have been eliminated from postseason contention. Miami Dolphins have not. And they are, of course, fighting for a postseason berth. Superbook Sports right now with the New York Jets floating around a pick. And uh, that total, I've got it at about 38 and a half. We know what happened for both of these teams, right? Jets went over to uh, Seattle, got smacked around a little bit. Mike White, shockingly enough, didn't really look great. And the Dolphins needed Skylar Thompson uh, to, of course, get in the back door. What, what are we laughing at? What? Well, that was sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. That was sarcasm, uh, no? Well, isn't, you, isn't that what that is? It was, yeah, a, it was a little shocking. Bring up the stats stuff. again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you want, I mean, look at. I mean, I'm not impressed uh, with Mr. White here. Just gonna say. Every every NFL franchise, right. every NFL franchise acts like the only problem they have is we got to bench this quarterback and put in whoever the other guy is. I, I was reading think pieces on like building around Mike White. I was like, have you watched him play quarterback? Mike White is not the answer for the New York Jets, <laughs> but. I think there's a lot more pressure on the other side in this game. Yes. You know, Miami's kind of mortgaged a lot of their future, and now they're on a five-game losing streak right now. I mean, they made a, a big season in-season trade to get Chubb from Jay's Broncos. Mm-hmm. They've been bringing all these pieces. Obviously, the Tyree kill was the big move. They were built to win this season. Uh, for them to not even make the playoffs would be pretty bad. Really, don't worry. Miami. Uh, I don't think the Jets expected to make the postseason this year. I know they had a good start to the season, mm-hmm. but they're a young team. Miami is in a win-now mode. This is pretty bad for them to not make the playoffs at all. Don't worry. They signed Mike Glennon this week um, amidst injuries. For those who don't remember, Teddy Bridgewater is injured, uh, and Tua Tungvalo, of course. So, Skylar Thompson, who John now knows who he is. Skyler I know who Thompson. that is now because I, I needed Miami on Sunday. That's who right. Is who is he? <laughs> he's the key. I don't remember where he played in college, but he he's the quarterback for Miami. You, you remember where he played in college. I, I can't remember. Kansas State. Kansas State, yeah, Kansas State right. quarterback. Skyler I knew Thompson. that. Now, he covered the spread for me on Sunday. Hey, you and me both. So, yeah, I like that kid. He's, 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 he's a gamer. Mindset. He got the plus three under the number. I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of Kansas State football. So the serious question here for you guys is, with all of this noise around the quarterback position, where does this number get to on, like, the spectrum of, right, the door is, I think, I mean, the door is, everything I read, door is still open for Tua to play. It could be Teddy Bridgewater. It could be Skylar Thompson. So let's say Skylar Thompson to Tua to, to Tungavailoa. What is the difference in this number? Pretty significant, I guess. I mean, Thompson, I mean, hasn't looked that great at all, but this is a short sample, right, Tua? We understand that uh, and he can play for the most part. He's been pretty good. There's been some hiccups there. I would have to guess that, I don't know, right off the top of my head, you're talking about uh, if Tua was starting, that uh, Dolphins would probably be around a six-point favorite. Okay. Somewhere right around Either there. way, you've got to look at it like, let's like if, let's say Bridgewater's the quarterback. He's not going to finish the game, right? He's the, the first gust of wind, and he's going to be gone. He'll be back to the bench for Thompson. So, And Tua is not somebody you can really rely on right now as a guy who's going to give you 60 minutes. So I, I don't think you can price it as if both these guys are healthy and they're going to finish the game. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, like Skyler Thompson taking first-team reps, it seems like it was reportedly a long shot for Tua to be ready for this weekend. He's so. not playing. There's no, no way I, they're going to stick uh, him in there. Always look at the point spread as your indicator yeah. of who, they, who the quarterback is going to be. If the Jets are favored in the game in Miami and the Jets have nothing to play for and Miami's alive for the postseason, clearly the books are, are going into this thing expecting it to be Thompson. That's right. Yep. Now, if Bridgewater, I mean, he didn't break his finger. He dislocated his finger, right? Yeah. It was all swelled up and everything. But if Bridgewater gets back there, you're probably looking at a three-point favorite, right? Over White. Now, we're mm-hmm. talking about White. Until Bridgewater gets hurt, yes. 
Yeah. Franchise not quarterback. about Zach. Franchise quarterback. Yeah. Mike White. There's a big difference between Zach. And by the way, we didn't there... say that we're going to build around White, by the way. I didn't say you. I'm uh, just saying. Okay. I think there was a lot. Of, I read a think piece on yeah, it. It was great. Like, well, we just said that he was a big improvement over Wilson. That's How right. many uh, New York Jets think pieces are you going through a week? Yeah, I got to study. I got to get ready. You know what I mean? Okay. Good. I was not. That was not an attacking question. Two a week. At, two min- a week. at minimum. It's part of my to do. Two New York Jets a week. Got it. My to do list. Okay. Uh, all right, last one. Eagles on the road against the New York Giants. I, I think this is very clearly, again, one of those scenarios where we're talking about a team that has nothing to play for versus a team that has something to play for in the market, freaking out about it. Eagles, 14-point favorite with a total of 43 at the Superbook. Just sitting on 14, safe to say. This is just where it's going to close. By the time we get to kickoff, what do you guys think? Oh, that's that's a lot. 14? I mean, I, we understand. The question is, when do they pull Hurts? Out right. When do they pull the starters out? Can they? They ha- they have to play. They need no, to win the game. No, if they're up by twenty one, going into the fourth quarter. I mean, Giants have nothing to play for. Mm-hmm. They'll probably play their starters, but the, the, just a lack of motivation there. They're resting their starters. Right, they're in. They don't need the game. It is not official, by the way, that the Giants are resting their starters. That is still a question. They're going to rest their starters. I mean, they're going to rest their starters at least the second half. Right. I'll say that. Yeah, they won't so, play the whole game. I, I'd be surprised if they sat out the entire game, though. Just give me the Eagles in the first half. Okay. Eagles yeah. in the first half or the Giants in the first half? I would assume in a lot of these scenarios, like, for example, a bet that I have already made, I have bet the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers' first half money line against the Atlanta Falcons. It has already been reported that they want to play in that game, but assuming that they're not going to play the full game, I would think that in these kind of scenarios, the underdog would be the play in the first mm-hmm. half. That's just all the starters are in there Correct. before they right. go out. I, I yeah. get you. But the starters playing not to get hurt, get out of there. Why are we out here? Maybe. We'll see. Tom it's kind of like a preseason game. Why would you play Tom Brady in this game, John? Oh, I, I do you think he's do we think Brady's had enough reps in his career so we know he's ready for this wild card game? I mean I know it's a big game for him, the wild card game. Uh I, I would he's played say, in a couple biggies. He's played a couple biggies. This has looked like one of the worst offenses in the NFL for a really long time. I think you need all the reps. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I don't that uh that Panthers Panthers was a tough loss on Sunday. <laughs> that was the best they looked. Mike Evans, all of a sudden, alive. You can get yeah. deep balls down the field. So that would be, I think, my argument that they actually try a little bit. The Buccaneers, at least. Giants, the Giants we'll uh, I think it was like five or six years ago, the Giants beat the Redskins. That was the name of the franchise that year. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins was their quarterback, and the Giants beat the Redskins on the last Sunday of the year in Maryland. Hmm. That's where the Redskins, now the Commanders, play their home games and knock them out of the playoffs. The Giants were already in the playoffs. And the Redskins lost that game. They got knocked out. The Giants had clinched their playoff spot just like they had this year. They were going to be the wild card team. Mm-hmm. They ended up losing to Green Bay in a wild card game the next week. But they went out and they won that game. They knocked Washington out of the postseason. Mm-hmm. Crazier things have happened. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Different, All right. Any uh, Same coach? Different coach. Different coach. That was uh, McAdoo, I think, was the Giants coach. Ben McAdoo. Yeah, Ben McAdoo. And his Ooh. famous uh, three wide receiver, one running back set that he ran 90. I think the stat was 98.7%. <laughs> they had the same pre-snap look. Every the time. Giants have gone through, like, I like I like their current coach. I think he's good. The Giants have gone through a bunch of, like, really bad coaches. Right. And, and I know Jay's team, the Broncos, has. How did the Eagles ever manage to go from Andy Reid to Doug Peterson to Nick Sirianni without ever finding any bad, like, Every other franchise, I see our social media guy, John Hoagland there. He's a Bears fan. They've had some duds. Jeremiah's Jets have had a few duds. How is it that the Eagles just go from one really good coach to the next really good coach? I don't know. They, they, even, they struck gold because clearly Nick Sirianni was the best thing about Frank Reich's Colts. Sirianni's great. <laughs> and then and Doug Peterson, year one, yep. he probably is going to have Jacksonville back in the postseason 
instantly. Uh, and then Andy Reid's had a pretty good run. <laughs> yes, he's been pretty. He's solid. got a good QB with him in KC, yeah. but he's a pretty good football coach. Look at all those quarterbacks you're just mentioning, though. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I mean that's true. But Trevor Lawrence looked completely lost last year, and and Peterson won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as his quarterback. I and mean, yeah, what Andy Reid has in Kansas City is a unique scenario. Doug right. Peterson also said Carson Wentz looking like an MVP yeah, for I mean, you 13 could, games that year. You could pretty much have anybody coach Mahomes, and they would look pretty smart. Mm. Even me, but. Yes. Okay. If you had Mahomes, yeah. you would be fine. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. It's time for The Big Ticket. Hey, Jay, any tickets to raise your eyebrows this week at the Superbook? I don't recall anything. We took a lot of money on Indianapolis because... We did? The thought process is that Houston will not want to win... Uh, I know, John, you're a Colts fan. I Neither mean, team should want So, And I've seen people saying, oh, Houston doesn't care because the Bears aren't going to draft a quarterback anyway because they got fields. That's ridiculous. That uh, The first pick is the value chip. Correct. The Bears and the Texans should both want the number one pick. That way you don't have to worry about what the other team is going to do. And then you hold all the cards in the trade market. Of course, Houston should try to lose on Sunday. Chicago should too, John. Chicago should, the Colts should. I mean, these it, it sound I know a lot of people might close their ears at it. It's the smart thing to do. It is a smart thing to do. We weren't taking big bets. We took sharp bets you're talking about, right? Well, depends it depends on what your definition of, of large bet is. A good five figures. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. J rolls pretty deep, so like these yeah, are right. these are small That's potatoes true. to him. It depends on who you're talking to, taking. I guess. <laughs> these are small yeah, I was gonna say these are he's like, these aren't big bets. This is nothing. Right. This is absolutely nothing. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? So we'll we'll start back to kind of where we began, right? And the ramifications of what happened from Monday night from the standpoint of contest rules for you guys. The rules are what when it comes to a cancellation like that? Well, it states right in the, the rules that the games for the super contest must be played by end of day Tuesday. And once it wasn't played, then those contestants that did select either the Bills or the Bengals did receive zero points. That stirred up a conversation as well. You know, a lot of people think they should get half and other contests rule that they do each get a half. But there's another side of the coin to that rule, which I think is just fine. I think they're both fine. But for those that uh, believe in, you know, don't believe in zero, zero, that they should get a half point each if a game is canceled. This was brought up a couple of years ago that, uh, you know, you would probably be a little upset. Let's say you and I were tied going into the final week, whatever, and you beat me by a half, by getting a half for a game that wasn't even played. Mm -hmm. So that's the other side of the coin there. But I guess there's been, there's been some support for that more than zero. And I kind of understand that too. So we're going to revisit that rule. But this year, right now, the rule states that if the, the game's not played by the end of day Tuesday... Accounts for a zero for any contestant selecting that game. And Jay, I think it's really important everybody understands that we don't like huddle and make these decisions on the fly. I mean, these rules have been set going into the season. Like, we didn't talk on Tuesday morning. What are we going to do with the game bets? Uh, let's refund them or not refund them. We have eight days for action. That's our rule. You just told the super contest rule zero points if it's not played by Tuesday. That's the rule. There's no conversation. What are we going to do next, guys? The rules are already set. Now, we may decide to revisit the rules. In the offseason, we've done that before. But as far as how we handle the games week to week, there is no discussion. The rule says this, that's what we do, period. 
Yeah, that rule's been in place for a few years now, probably more like four or five years. Um, again, we ran into some situations where you brought up, um, you know, before we came on the air, the Metrodome collapse. Yeah, Eagles-Vikings right? game, Metrodome yeah, collapse. Yeah, right. The game ended up getting played on, on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Right, so things happen. You know, we try to prepare for acts of God and, and you know, unpredictable weather. Listen, we don't want to be in this situation. We want everybody to understand these rules, and there's not a guessing game. And for the most part, we think that we have, you know, pretty solid rules and mm-hmm. for not just the, you know, super contest, but our house rules too. But there are some situations that will come up that we want to make sure that we clarify because we don't want anybody to come in and bet on things that, you know, might be decided by a gray area or anything like that. It's something that uh, we want to clarify. We want to make sure everybody knows what they're getting into, what they're entering, what they're betting into. And there's no, um, you know, gray area whatsoever. And from a better's perspective, as somebody who in the midst of the COVID year, right, was involved in your guys' NBA win totals contest, was uh, somebody who held some futures in the NBA as well. First thing I did was consult house rules, talk to you guys, see what was going to happen. It wasn't necessarily something I was happy about. That year, your guys' win total contest had to play a minimum of 42 games. So I was still in it when they went into the bubble. But regardless, those are the house rules. And I would stress as a better, again, to anybody listening, always check house rules. Those are always up. Kind of like the French Open or the Masters, correct? Uh, yeah, that's an example of an event that you might want to know the rules for. Yeah, I think you would want to know the rules but for I the just, French Open. I, I think people really need to understand the most important part is that the rules are already in there. Yes. We're not talking, we're not like looking at the dollars bet on the game, making a decision. We can't do that. Nevada Gaming would shut us down if we did that kind of nonsense. We have rules, we follow them. You don't like them, that's fine. And you think we should revisit the rule, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But we can't go against our own house rules. We get shut down by Nevada Gaming for that. And we should note, too, uh, there is an impact, by the way, in the Super Contest to an extent. So Super Contest leader, uh, SA247LLC. You guys got to come up with better names. Uh, three and two. You guys, we don't, we don't recommend names to the... You guys and gals. I'm talking to the people who are out the there. The people out there. Yeah. Uh, so they went three and two. 58, 26, and one leader. They have a three-point lead over three others. Benny Stroop, Heineken 21, Marvelous Mark three. There was an entrant, J-H-A-A-S-07, who was trying to get into second place. They had the Bills minus one. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, that counts as a uh, zero, as we just uh, discussed, because it was not completed by 11.59 p.m. Pacific time Tuesday. So there's some impact at the top of the standings, but still at least the leader right now with a three-point lead over three others and a little bit of drama as we head into the final week of the regular season. That's a significant lead. I mean, yeah. it's not impossible, depending on the way that the picks are, are submitted, that he could be almost clinched by the time... Mm-hmm. The game start on Sunday. If the people behind him has have similar picks to him, they might not be able to catch him. I had Bengals plus one in the contest. Uh, no points there. So, you know, my shot at the uh, final three-week contest out the window. I was totally in the running. So, Were you in the running? No, I was not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of being in the running, John Murray. Yes. How's your contest going, buddy? Did good last week. I can't complain. I, I love to complain about the bad beats. It's so fun. Don't I, we all? I know. Everyone loves hearing your bad beat stories. You know, it's really popular. Uh, but I did. I got lucky. I had Miami plus three last week, went four and one. Nice. I like it. Jay stumbling down the stretch over in the RJ, huh? I was trying to catch up. I admit it. I was trying to pick some sides that I thought were opposite of those that were in front of me. That backfired. Well, that's, uh, that's good that you brought that up because one of, the, one of the things I did get lucky on was I dropped out Houston plus four. I really liked that one, and I dropped it because I thought it was going to be the most used one, mm. and I thought I had a little bit of, a little bit of ground to make up, so I got rid of it. Now I also did the same thing with Bucks minus three. I liked that too. I dropped that one, and they ended up being two of the most used games. 
my strategy would have been perfect if Carolina hadn't blown that game. Right. If I could have dropped them both and had them both lose as two of the most used games, that would have been like awesome for me. I don't know. That Carolina defense just fell apart in the second half there, John. Couldn't keep uh, track of Mike Evans. Yep. Nope. But I am glad I got rid of Houston. That's a good uh, thought process, though. Oops. Well, you can't. You're just looking at like, what do I think are going to be the most picked games? I don't think I'm in a position where I have to go against them, but I don't want to use them. I don't want to. I just want to not use them and hope they lose. Hmm. And it almost worked last week. Got to tell you, Bucks Packers NFC Championship game. It's going to be wild. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that would not be good for us in terms of futures positions. Let me tell you that much right now. Uh, that would be bad. Does that all stem from the uh, off-season wagers on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, there's been, there's been a lot. Of, yes, and there's been people there's betting Green that. Bay in the season too. That's right. That's right. So that would be ugly, man. Mm-hmm. That's right. Plus, the way we book here, we always need the Philadelphia teams in futures for some reason. Hmm. <laughs> I can't put How's my, that happen? can't put my finger on how that happens. But uh, some, coincidentally, we need Philadelphia we every year in every sport. They did it that one year. We won a lot of money in the futures that year. Yeah, when thanks. the Eagles won the Super Bowl, that right. was a big windfall. You mentioned it, Nick Vol. <laughs> yeah, man. That was awesome. All right, before we get out of here, uh, we do have a championship that will be decided by the time we reconvene. College Football National Championship is set. We're going to get Georgia and TCU. How about that, huh? Who saw those results coming? It was a really, really fun weekend of college. Can we just say that? For the first time in a long time, the college football semifinals actually played uh, paid off. They were entertaining contests. Usually they tend to be blowouts. They were incredibly entertaining. I mean, it was ridiculous. Both games were nuts, I thought. I, I, I feel like if I was a Michigan fan, I'd be sick forever. I, I, I'll always say that I think Michigan completely gave that game away. They did. I mean, TCU played very well offensively, but Michigan totally gave them that game. Multiple pick sixes doesn't help. I don't know why they overturned that touchdown, Yep. but they did. And then they fumbled inside the one-yard line. And then, and then on the first drive of the game, they had fourth and goal at the two. I liked them going for it, but they went to like the flea flicker reverse play for some reason. Michigan gave that game away to TCU. And it is what it is, but I, I think it's going to set up for, I hate to say this, but a boring title game on Monday. Really? Well, the market, I mean, generally kind of disagrees with you guys, right? Opened mm-hmm. up 13 and a half, down to 12 and a half right now? Well, the public is going to bet TCU. Yeah. And they're going to bet TCU. They're already on TCU. And they're going to bet TCU money line big. It kind of reminds me of the Super Bowl uh, New England Giants when the, the uh, New England was almost as big of a favorite, I think, or, mm-hmm. or maybe as big of a favorite the year that the Patriots were 18-0, and and everybody just kept betting Giants money line. Mm-hmm. And me, a young sportsbook teller, I decided to bet Patriots money line. How could they possibly lose? <laughs> How could they possibly lose? They're 18-0. and They're the Giants. The Giants were like a wild card team. Dallas won the division that year. That didn't go well for me, Jay. That was one of our worst Super Bowls ever. Man. As an operator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because we lost so and much money on that. that money line. Yeah. I mean, it's just it was just crazy. I mean, I think the worst Super Bowl ever for being a teller was that push. Was it the Patriots and Panthers? Well, uh, Titan, Landed right on seven. Titans Everybody Rams, got a refund. Titans Rams was a seven point spread. I think Titans, Patriots Panthers was another yeah. field goal, wasn't it? Patriots Panthers was, was, it? A, was a field goal. But Titan, Titans Rams the the Rams were a seven point favorite and they won like oh, twenty three to sixteen. Yeah. We refunded it felt like for weeks. <laughs> That's no good. Yeah. Got to use a half point spread. Real quick before the last notes on this. So you mentioned Publix all over TCU. So mm-hmm. this initial move we saw from thirteen and a half, twelve and a half, that was fueled by public betters, not any respected money that pushed that number down. I think the market moved down okay. a little bit. I mean, but the ticket count certainly didn't move the number, but the market moved. 
So do you think, I would assume we see a similar, for those who don't remember, know or remember, on Saturday we saw, and like Friday night, big push toward Ohio State, right? In that matchup mm-hmm. with Georgia, it ended up closing oh, yeah. pretty low. Would we see a similar push then late in this matchup? Like by the time we get to Monday, will we see a Georgia push of money that gets this closer to 14? I think the late money will support Georgia, but I'm not sure if it's going to be enough like the, you know, what we to, saw. Yeah. yeah, what we saw in that Ohio State move. That was a big move, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that was a highly high volume game, I should say. This game will be too, but I'm not sure. It's another game. You know, for sharp betters, this is just another game. I don't think this game is going to be as high volume as Georgia-Ohio State. I really don't. Yeah. Well, Georgia-Ohio State was massive handle. New Year's two, Eve. The two best teams. Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't see this game. Now, Georgia-Alabama last year, we did huge volume on that game. But I don't think this game is going to bring out that kind of a crowd. And, John, to your point, if it is a snoozer, that would impact in-game handle too, right? I mean, yeah, if it, sure. If it's, if it's a tight game, a yeah. fun game, a lot more people are getting involved in-game. If it's not, sure. then a lot of people don't really care. I don't want to see a snoozer, John. I don't want to either. I actually, I want TCU to win. I like chaos. I think we do. Cool. We do great on Georgia in the futures. TCU, so, no Georgia. No, I'm asking TCU. Georgia. We lose a little bit on TCU. Okay, a little bit of a peanut on TCU. So I'm gonna. Wow. I'm rooting for Georgia just because I want the book to win always. I don't care about any other. You're a company man. Yes, I don't care about any other outcome. As an influencer of Superbook Sports, I too. That the lights stay on. How long ago was it when TCU was playing UNLV and? Oh. Colorado State. It doesn't seem that long ago. No. Now, now they're no, in the no. championship game. When I moved Utah, here, TCU was in the TCU? Mountain West. Yeah. And BYU, Utah. Mountain West was awesome back then. Oh, yeah, it was. Look at it now. Kind of falling hmm. apart. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, Oddsmaker's not falling apart. Make sure you like us, uh, follow, rate, review, subscribe, up uh, wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to check out what Superbook has to offer in person, Westgate, Las Vegas, or the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado, are the spots. You can check that out, College Football, National Football League. And, of course, you can check out SuperbookSports.com. Uh, Ohio, hope the week was great, right? Welcome in. First good first week. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, with that, we will talk to you next week here on The Odds Maker. And locked into the Oddsmakers Podcast. The Oddsmakers Podcast. Presented by Superbook Sports. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Bontor. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Oddsmakers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media. The world's premier sports betting podcast network.